0: We're back! This is episode 233 of Game Over Nation. I'm your host Javi Rodriguez, and with me this week is Gabe Philbin hey. and Dylan. Rout. Ryan's in the Rockies.
1: Bless up Colorado Ryan.
0: Rockies. He's He's getting that spring fresh beer from Cold Mount Rocky. <laughs> he's
1: he's drinking that Coors light from a from the source. Yeah, was to say. He's drinking it from the source.
2: Has anyone made that joke to Ryan yet, that since he's in the Rockies, he's just drinking Cooler's Light?
1: Um, probably not, but I did... It's implied. Yeah. yeah,
2: okay, okay. Just making sure.
1: Where are you going to learn about
2: brewing
1: at the source of all Coors?
0: <laughs> That's where all the hops are grown. Coors and
1: Keystone all come from a same stream in in the Rockies.
0: Yeah. And also Milwaukee's best is it, does, it doesn't best. come from
1: Milwaukee.
2: <laughs> Rainier don't come no, from Washington. No, they imported.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Really?
2: It all comes yeah, from the Rockies. Everything's a fucking lie.
0: Wow. It's really Milwaukee's best. <laughs> anyway, we've we're back. We're back Drunkier for now. Than ever. <laughs> yeah. Gabe. Mm. What's our excuse?
2: Uh, don't even don't don't. Gabe me. has a
0: lot of school work to do.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's just been for like hey, the Gabe, last. Gabe's just days. been in school. Yeah. Just, yep. I've been locked in school.
0: <laughs> He's been prepping for the last two days. Hmm. For the last month or two. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I've, that's, I've that's, actually that's been cool. around. I've been around.
1: Yeah. What have you? Where have you been? Here at home, in my apartment, waiting for you Doing guys. What? Just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, I'm, just I'm, trying gonna...
2: to, I'm trying to ask you what you've been up to so you can talk about stuff on the podcast. To,
1: okay, I'll t- I actually haven't been... been play, I've been playing a few games, but the majority of my time in the last month, I've been binging on The Sopranos.
2: <laughs> I still have never watched like a single a... minute of The Sopranos. It's
1: probably the one of the best TV shows I've ever
0: seen. Yeah? How do you feel about that ending? What ending? That ending. Uh, the ending. It's, it's fine.
1: I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm not to that po- The Soprano Supreme. I'm not to that point yet, but I've already seen the series before, so...
2: Oh, Oh, so you're just okay. going through... I'm, I'm
1: re-watching it, I guess I should say. Um. But as for video games, um, I've been spending a lot of time on Hitman um, and Dark Souls 3. That's been... I think the two games I've been playing the most of in the last month. Why Dark Souls Three? Uh, because I bought it on PS3 to play, to play through it with Gabe.
2: Or PS4. PS4. PS3? Sorry, PS4. <laughs> PS4. No, you, <laughs> when he started like asking me to play it, he kept saying PS3 too. It was just like I'm just gonna let him say it because I've corrected him a few it's times. Dark Souls Three. Yeah, Dark Souls Three PS. <laughs> That's
1: probably my problem there, but so I really want to. What re- talking about. I really wanted to play through it again. And I was like, uh, and then I saw it was on sale along with the the uh, season pass.
0: So I was like, huh, I might as well buy it. Is it a is it a lot more like co op friendly than Bloodborne was? Because you can't really go through Bloodborne with a friend. You know, you're gonna or you're gonna be wasting a lot of uh, insight. I mean,
1: it's the same. It's the same concept where you summon them to your world. But you yeah. know, I'm 5 games in. Uh I'm I'm pretty wow. used to it at this point. I mean, it's been the same since like Demon Souls and the first and Dark Souls. So, it's it's I'm not it's it's been streamlined a bit more and more as the series has gone, but the basic idea is still there. Yeah. Uh, well,
2: Dylan cool. and I tried to do co-op. Yeah, we were having it problems. It would know, not let us get in the same place. Honestly. I'm not sure
1: why. Um that's kind of worrisome. I want to try it again. Um, if it keeps having this problem, I'm really concerned. Concerned. Yeah. I'm concerned. Because it worked really good on PC. Me and Sam <laughs> played through it together. And yeah. it worked great. There, was, there wasn't there was any problems. So, of course, as soon as I buy it on PS4, there's all the problems.
0: <laughs> Is Dark Souls 3 your favorite Dark Souls? Your favorite Souls game?
2: I...
1: It's up there with the first Dark Souls, um, and I want to say it edges it out uh, slightly because it's a bit more uh, fr- more friendly, um, more better. It's 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 things have been smoothed over. It's it's not as clunky as it was. Um, however, it's in in terms of like uh, world design, I think the first one is still better.
0: Nothing like undead town. <laughs> See, whatever. all the games start
1: with that undead uh, beginning, so I can get over that. Is this the first game? The levels afterwards, like when you get to uh, an Orlando, where the game is like, "Whoa, that's fucking cool," or even I mean, Sen- Sense Fortress is a little, eh, whatever. Um. Yeah. but Dark Souls 3 I think is, is still up I think Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 3 are my two favorites All
0: right.
1: 3 I think has a little bit better gameplay uh, however the summoning or the invasion system is a little bit shittier at least for the invader
2: yeah it's, it's really uh, not favorable for the invader
1: no the invader got fucked over
2: I just remember Sorry. like my invader experience in the first Dark Souls. Dylan and I were playing through it together <laughs> and we couldn't it was like the last time I played the first Dark Souls for like maybe like nine months or something and Dylan and I were like about to get to a boss but It we was Blighttown. We were in yeah, fucking we Blighttown. Like, we were at like the end of Blight Town, which is like regarded as like the worst area in that fucking game.
1: Well, and not only for, like, it's just really bad because of how ba- um, bad your computer chugs because of it. It's oh, yeah. frame. R- you get, like, a frame rate of 10 there.
2: Yeah, it's terrible. And we get to the end, and we can't proceed through the fog gate because somebody invaded us. And we have to go find the person who invaded us. And we see them, and they're just standing across, like, this, like, pool of poison. that, the- And they're just, like, standing there staring at us. And we're like, God, that's badass. God fucking damn. Like, okay, we'll just wait. They should be taking damage or something because they should be poisoned because they're just <laughs> in this fucking pool and nope. they just stood there. They're just waiting. <laughs> they didn't take
1: any damage.
2: None. And then eventually they came over and like Dylan and I hit them like a few times, and it's like, okay, surely they're just gonna go down at the next hit. And the next hit happened. Nothing just
1: well, you can't see their no, health they were at they were at like one health the entire time they never took lethal damage
0: what they were cheating yeah. Like oh that. yeah oh yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it was a good like 15 minutes of us just wailing on this person cause and it, nothing
2: and then and oh, then sucks. we both died <laughs> and uh yeah that was the last time I played first dark souls for a yeah, long time cause
1: it was the the only way to fight him was in the fucking poison swamp <laughs> Uh,
2: so yeah all right invasion invading can be weird in dark souls and i did it a lot in dark souls 3 when i first played through and shit it's hard it's hard like, because people
1: can summon up to like they can summon like uh three fam phantoms plus with the mound uh breakers you can summon even more and it's fucking crazy and then there's the covenants that automatically get summoned to you when you get invaded so you're completely outnumbered when you're trying to invade someone, and it's it's you would think it's fair, but it they then they use a seed of the giants, which turns all the enemies against you, which was your your one like uh, advantage, and then you're like, well, what's the point?
0: That's interesting because, uh, from my experience in Bloodborne, I'm always at a disadvantage when I'm in an area where people can invade me oh yeah it's like all the enemies are still against me i I can't i don't really i can't summon anything to help me yeah they
1: uh in dark in number in dark souls 3 they completely reverse that it's it's completely in the favor of the host
2: yeah like i don't think you can you so in dark souls 3 you can invade somebody while they don't have help i think but the chances of that happening are like next to nothing you have to like opt you have to like opt into that as the person who is being invaded pretty much for that well if
1: if if the person is in the way of blue which is the first fucking covenant in the game when you get invaded some a blue sentinel is automatically called
2: to you or summoned and that's like a that's like a it's another no it's another player it's another player oh wait oh i thought oh yeah okay
1: Well, so it's it's rough in that department cuz some of my favorite moments have been from like in, in Dark Souls 2 and 3 have been from being invaded. I yeah. like me and Sam spent an hour fucking with this cat and mouse game with this invader in Dark Souls 3 and it was it was fun of trying to catch each other off guard and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Because we played it in this a big, like, city-level, uh, uh later in the game game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there's a lot of corners to hide behind and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Like, when I when I was invading, like, I, I just, so when I played through Dark Souls 3 the first time, it was, like, two really quick weapons that I would, like, take all the, like, environmental enemies on. Or, like, the AI enemies, but then when I was invading, it's like, okay, I have to deal with, like, lag sometimes. I'm just gonna go to the biggest sword that I can find and just do the heaviest attack and kind (laughs) of hope for the best. And that was surprisingly effective. (laughs) It was, like, the, um, what are they, the, uh, one of the Ember bosses, fuck. The Abyss Watchers, Abyss Watchers.
1: Oh, that sword?
2: yeah, yeah, and I would just like do like the
1: special attack. Quite a few people use that sword because uh they can load up on uh on art or make themselves super heavy and mm-hmm. then but then they just use the special ability to uh, to get around.
2: Yeah, cuz you move so much with it.
1: Yep. But cool. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. I really hope we can get finally uh get the co-op going. PlayStation. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Balls in your courts. Balls court, in so. your courts.
0: <laughs> Sone. For real. Gabe. Mm hmm. What have you been doing?
2: Uh, so, I've been playing a lot of Rise of Iron, that new Destiny expansion, and it's okay. It's fine. Um.
0: What'd you expect?
2: This is kind of what I expected. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's just. There was. Like so, it's it's a lot different from Taken King, and like it's a lot it's a lot 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 smaller. Um, it's like cheaper and also, but um, you have to like keep in mind this was like made in eight months or something. Once they decided Destiny Two wasn't coming out this year, which is like yeah. really admirable when you like look at what you get. But like regardless, what is there, um, it's like just weird decisions um so like probably the thing that bugs me the most about rise of iron isn't actually anything like in rise of iron it's just like when taken king came out a year ago there was like a buzz around destiny again and that was really cool just like people that like me that were just completely out of the game like nobody gave a shit anymore like not nobody but most people in our especially like in our friend group didn't give a shit anymore but like Rachel taking <laughs> taking king like got people back and like playing destiny all the time and that was a lot of fun and this is like this is like i don't know like a whimper compared to that like rise of iron is very much well here's like more destiny it's nothing incredibly special but here you go it's like kind of it's a it's not a great holdover until Destiny 2 next year. Um, it's, it's like, I don't know, just a lot of corner, like, corner cutting, I guess you could say, like, it's just another fallen, like, enemy type. It's, like, the same character models pretty much, but, like, they have, like, a fucking peg leg instead of two regular legs. Um, Ooh. Yeah, like, so, like, the Taken was, like, a cool new enemy design in that, like, it it was like the same enemies but like <laughs> they move different and like they had like the different effects on them. They had a different ability pretty much, like a different way to like hurt you that you had to account for. But this is pretty much just fallen enemies again, and that's just dull. Um Yeah. Th- there's like I'm well, oh sorry, go ahead.
0: From the outside, from someone who's not playing this or investing any time or money in this i see it as a positive like the less amount of effort and content they put into this thing that means that they're they're putting way more resources into destiny 2 which is what i'm actually curious
2: about yeah. and interested to. Play. and like i ho- yeah. I hope for i hope for that like i'm very ready for destiny 2 um with all this said like i haven't done the raid because we don't have like many people for it <laughs> um eventually we'll get to there but Uh, it's, there's, like, frustrating decisions they did in this to, that feel like it's, like, elongating some, some, like, just the process of getting gear, um, if you guys remember, like, the Court of Oryx, like, in when you patrol the Dreadnought from Taken King, you, like, present, like, the rune, and then it gives you, like, that little challenge.
1: Yes. And depending on, like, the,
2: like, power of the rune, it was more challenging. Yes, I don't
1: remember why we did it, but I do remember it being a thing.
2: (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> so that is kind of back, but you can only carry one rune at a time. If you have one in your inventory, they just don't drop. And you can have one in the vault, one on your character, or and like one on each character. So like pretty much four max at all times.
1: So what you're saying is they took something that was already kind of grindy even when they stacked and made it even more grindy?
2: Yeah.
0: Well, the thing thing that bothers me a lot is that the most hardcore of hardcore players that never stop playing, they're not at any advantage over someone who just decides to come back randomly. Like, for example, uh, Rachel hasn't stopped playing the game since it came out, since vanilla Destiny. Nonstop. Fucking every day playing the game. And Gabe is a higher level than her. (laughs) It's like, well... I was okay. gonna say, I'll come back like, today but... and I will be blessed with drops. And yeah. it, it's 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 a lottery. I don't know, like uh I, I told Rachel uh when you're playing a JRPG like Final Fantasy or if you're playing a Metroidvania Castlevania game, like you're every enemy that you fight gives you a certain amount of experience, and that is progress. You're making progress no matter what you know you, you know that the time you invest will pay out in your level going up you know and all your power going up and all that shit destiny is more like well your level and your power will go up maybe if you do this one thing once a week the the raid you do the raid once a week and then you get to pull the lever on the slot machine and maybe you'll maybe you'll go up maybe that's maybe. what and then and then a couple months from now, when the expansion comes out, none of that shit matters. All the base shit that you get will be better than the raid right. equipment. It's, it's just kind of like, what are you That's doing? what ultimately <laughs> killed it, uh, my hype. Like, it, it base.
1: I enjoyed it. I got my money out of it. That's enough for me. Yeah. Um, same. But spending week yeah. after week after week being frustrated for an hour and a half to two hours only to make no progress, I couldn't do it anymore. I was at I was at my limits.
0: Uh, it's it like they kept saying it's not an MMO. Don't call it an MMO, and it's because they were incredibly unprepared for that kind of model. Um. But it is an MMO. Well, I'm mean, going to be honest with you; the, the it's things. way easier
1: yeah. to progress in WoW now than than it was in uh, doing that same thing week after week in Destiny. Uh-huh. You have a lot of options.
0: Um, well, that's the thing is that WoW has content. Yes. Like, there's a million things to do. Destiny, there's very limited things to do. And it's, it's you you do those limited things over and over again, exactly. Hoping yeah, that a, like a out. big
2: problem is just like if they have like they've had like <laughs> a growing like amount of stuff to do. It's just they're not like scaling, you know, the lower stuff up. Like there, you can't do all, like every strike at the highest level. Like right. not every strike is available at the highest level, which is just like a weird thing. Like they're just once you get to like. Pretty much my light level, or not even my light level. Like at once you start the Taken King, there's like no point in doing the older strikes. Yeah. Because like what <laughs> yeah. you get is like, not and, nearly as good.
0: And like they like if they were smart, they would make every single raid still somewhat worthwhile. Yeah. Like you should you should be able to do Vault of Glass and still get something that's worth having. Yeah. Or at least a chance at something that's right. worth having. I think Like Vault of Glass has been Completely irrelevant since was the the second raid scale it yeah. up like, scale it up to our level yeah
2: yeah yeah and like you have to think that they will do that between now and Destiny two it's just why hasn't that <laughs> happened it's like it feels shitty that it like playing Destiny kind of feels like you're being like led on to where they can be like all right here's here's the new stuff but it's not really like new like a couple of the strikes like I think this is rise of iron is like technically three strikes one new one and two from original destiny that have like a new like splicer twist and splicer is like the name of the new enemy um but it's still like the same layout like the the changes aren't like drastic like it's just it feels weird given the amount of resources you think that like bungie has for destiny and that's why you want to believe that destiny 2 is going to be like everything that <laughs> destiny 1 was like thought to be and like originally like intended to be before like there were like development issues or whatever it's just like
0: really i i want destiny 2 to feel like they sat down and they planned out their Goals and, like, kind of the trajectory for playing the game over the course of several years, or at least a year. Mm-hmm. Give us a full year of like the, the expansions come out, and how does that relate to what you've done before? And, like, how do you make content stop being relevant, or, or st- how do you make content still relevant? My bad. Um, yeah, because if we've seen anything from Destiny 1, it's that Bungie is just figuring it out they're stumbling their way through Mm -hmm. it they don't know what the hell they're doing like they're just freestyle (laughs) yeah next expansion let's let's create a whole new form of currency let's take all these items and collectibles that you've been like even the most rare items and let's make them either completely irrelevant or have it so you can cash them in to get this brand new currency and like you can't keep doing that but they have they've done it time and time and time again and it's embarrassing. It's, it just shows that they have no foresight. They have no plan. And that's what Destiny 2 needs to have. Like, they need to lock down what the hell they're doing going right.
1: forward. I'd like to see, like, a difference in the enemies, too. Because I feel like, yes, there's three distinct enemies. But I think the only way you change up your combat style is just bring a arc weapon, void weapon, or a solar weapon. And that feels like that's the only real, like, variety. Mm-hmm. They're basically mm. reskins of the same enemies.
2: And also the Cabal still haven't gotten any love in an expansion. <laughs> We've got a raid for the Hive, Vex, and Taken, and now Fallen. And then there's Prison of Elders yeah. for the Fallen. And the Cabal are just left out to dry. <laughs> And the Kabala are the coolest. They're little turtle people.
1: I think at the end, though, Gabe, you can comp- everyone completely tell I was completely burned out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I, and a- after all this, like I'm complaining a lot, but I'm still gonna play Destiny probably before I go to bed tonight. Like I enjoy playing it and just like going through. It's
0: the same old story. The game is the game's fun. Yeah. The game's it's good to it's it plays great. It's fun.
2: And then when you play with yeah. friends it's like it's real cool. It's just there aren't too many of our friends playing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh that's been pretty much my time, or I guess since even before that I wasn't really playing much other than like Overwatch. Um I did get Forza Horizon 3 for twenty bucks from Target. <laughs> so that was pretty oh you got it yeah on that. it's out of like everybody that tried only me and harris got it
0: i'm really sad i don't have I an xbox I, i'm curious about it
2: that. so it's dual play dylan it's on Rex. pc too but it, but forza horizon 3 on pc is apparently not the greatest
1: yeah there's a free version i should probably try out first we'll
2: mm-hmm. see i did get the download for the downloadable warthog uh for it so Ooh. yeah watch out yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't loaded it up yet. i did download it. Um, I turned my Xbox One on after Inside, so that's a victory for Microsoft, I, I guess.
0: On my Xbox One S, I was like, "What are games that I need to get?" And it was just middle of the night. I'm like, "I'm gonna buy every Halo," and I bought every Halo, started downloading them. And this was weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I haven't touched any of <laughs> them at all. I still need to play. I need to finish. Uh. Quantum Break. I was really into that for one weekend. (laughs) It was pretty awesome. The game is fun. The game or like the combat is fun. The story and all that shit just needs to get out of the way. Like I I watched the 20 minute live action cutscene and it was half embarrassing, half okay. (laughs) Let's got Iceman. Uh, Iceman. Yeah, Iceman is not in, or at least he wasn't in the cutscene I was watching. I, I don't know if he's in any of the live-action cutscenes, but, but yeah, uh, the the action's really fun. Like the powers that you have are so, like you're 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 encouraged to like be proactive and not just hide behind cover. Like hiding behind cover doesn't isn't really something that they tell you to do. Mm-hmm. It's about go out there and use your powers cleverly but you're still vulnerable when you're out there but it's it's just really cool you feel super powerful but you can die really quickly too so you got to use your powers really well but it's really explosive and and exciting like every time i get into a gunfight i love it uh, <laughs> you have this thing where uh you can like teleport forward you know just teleport into a guy and the momentum will like send them flying backwards from when you bump into them and then you can like grab their gun and stuff and or just pump them full of bullets and it has that max pain feature because it's still Remedy, mm-hmm. uh where when you kill the last guy it goes all slow motion with them like ah! <laughs> and you can keep firing while they're falling <laughs> uh, it's it's cool D- does it doesn't do
2: it as well That's as fun. wet
0: not not I quite. actually Wet wanna, is still the gold standard. I want to fucking
2: play through all of Wet. Don't you own it?
0: Yes, I have. Did wet. you beat it? <laughs> uh, no, okay. I I, so. no, I don't think so.
2: Like when I am not like drowning in the four classes I'm taking for school and all that other stuff, uh I'm really curious about just playing through fucking Wet.
0: <laughs> I should make a video about Wet. That's like uh a game that no, like if I, I bet you, most of the people listening have no idea what the hell was. That demo no. was fun
2: as hell. It's that game with Eliza yeah, Dushku back when Dollhouse was on the air. Uh huh.
1: That was the only thing we played. The demo, and it was the demo was fun, and that's all I needed.
0: Insane.
2: <laughs> that song. <laughs> God. Um. But yeah, I'm trying to think if there's like anything else like of interest that I've been doing. Um. Just, like, a lot of Hearthstone getting, like, okay and then worse at Hearthstone. Um,
0: Nah, you haven't been playing anything interesting. Let's move on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think I'm thinking about, like, starting up Stardew Valley again because 1.1 just came out, um, and there are, like, different types of farms you can start on, some, like, new buildings. You know,
1: you just read my mind. I was was just reading that now. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, void eggs can now be made into void mayonnaise.
0: What about when it comes to consoles? What about that?
2: Hey, isn't that like supposed to happen at the end of the year? Something like that?
0: I thought uh, I don't I don't know if there's any date set. They were I also working like... on multiplayer, I thought.
2: Yeah, I think multiplayer is like after the console ports. I think. I don't know nothing's like in stone on this stuff. Um but I would love Stardew Valley multiplayer. Like that would definitely get me back in. Um, this will probably have me start again uh, because, like, pretty much where I got, I was kind of like, I kind of broke the economy because I was making too much money. <laughs> but that's too much. Yeah, <laughs> too much money. <laughs> um, oh shit, Dylan, you can make mead now by placing honey in a keg.
1: Hell yeah! I've actually been wanting to make mead here at home. I just put need some to...
2: honey in a keg.
1: I don't think it works that way. Oh. But uh, my what? buddy, his uh, they made meat, and it was really fucking good. So I've been wanting mm. to do it myself.
2: Alright, well, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been up to game wise. Cool. Hobby. What's Gabe? up? Gabe. Nothing. Oh, shit. <laughs> I. I got FIFA. Yeah, you did. You were going fucking crazy with FIFA in Dow's room.
0: So, <laughs> all right, let me tell the story here. <laughs> when I was a wee lad, I I'm the youngest youngest of two. My older brother is a huge, huge sports guy. Loves sports. Loves sports video games. So, Every one of his teens makes me mad. <laughs> As the older sibling, he kind of had rule over uh, what we got, you know, uh, growing up, and so we played a lot of NBA Jam, a lot of FIFA on Super Nintendo, lots, lots of basketball, NBA Live, all that stuff. Uh, so yeah, and and I love video games, so I would just enjoy them on that front, right? I don't care about sports, I don't care about any of that shit, but you know, playing the video game is fun. Uh, so. I have a natural, you know, there, there's there's a certain amount of skill in playing FIFA in in my bl- in my blood growing up, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, we were at Gabe's house for f- Sunday morning football, and we got through like into the afternoon, and you know I, I don't care about football very much, so my interest starts to wean, and everybody starts wandering around the house and stuff. And Dal invites me and Fozzie into his room to check out the FIFA 17 demo. FIFA 17 is coming out the next week or, yeah, in the next few days. And uh, Foz, well, first of all, Foz plays Dal, and Foz wins. And then so I play the winner. And so me and Foz play. And it's incredibly competitive and really close. And I think he won... And then we – I was really grumpy about it, so we did a rematch. I think he won again. Grumpy about it. I want another rematch. Salty run back. We went again. Yeah. We went again, and it was a tie. And then we went again, and it was a tie. And then we went to, like, penalty kicks or something. And I think I won. I'm not really sure. No, I'm pretty sure – no, I'm pretty sure I, I never won. It was just ties all around. But anyway, so, yeah, I was like, like, no – I'm, I'm gonna kick your fucking ass, but like we basically all of us and Gabe, you could attest to it. Like we were screaming, yeah. screaming from Dal's bedroom because the games were so intense. And uh, so yeah, we all decided to buy it. That was a, that good of a demo. We're all like, and really, I say that that good of a demo. It was just FIFA. I mean, <laughs> like you could pl- choose out of like ten teams. It doesn't matter what team you choose. I don't know. Maybe if you ask other people, it does matter, but. Like I just like the game. I think the game's fun to play. But uh yeah, so me and Fozzie started talking about it on or I tweeted at him. I'm like I tweeted him my uh receipt on the PlayStation store. I'm like it's your move. And then he bought it. And then my brother saw that and he's like, "What is this happening?" You know, cuz he's always wanted to play sports games with me. So he bought it also. And then Dal bought it and then I think I egged on Surge to buy it and Surge bought it. So FIFA all around and we've been playing getting getting really competitive and the first night (laughs) the first night uh me dal my brother and fozzy all got into a party chat and i beat everyone (laughs) i beat dal i beat richard i beat fozzy three to zero i beat fozzy he was so pissed and ever since he's been pretty grumpy about it and so he wanted a rematch at his party and it was it ended up being a tie until we went to penalty kicks and i beat him in the penalty kicks and he was pretty upset about that too (laughs) but uh yeah fifa's great i've been enjoying it a lot and like i don't know much about these games and like why it's better than last year's or vice whatever but from what i've seen been seeing in the reviews uh fifa 17 is really good really good addition so
2: fifa's usually like the it, it feels like when I hear about FIFA, it, it sounds like like the biggest improvement year to year. It's like, if not that, then like NHL had like a couple years of that, but I like think FIFA yeah. is usually pretty well regarded, which is cool.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, otherwise, I, <laughs> well, I went to visit Fozzie when Rachel was out of town, and he, he made me play through the opening tutorial for Hitman. And Hitman is a game, you know. Hitman is a franchise that I've always been kind of lukewarm on. I don't, I don't particularly find Agent Forty Seven interesting or appealing in any way whatsoever. Uh, the The idea of being just a hit, a contracting hitman, and just killing people, like, okay, not really super exciting to me. But, uh, but I do have fond memories from hitman one or two i think it was two i had had the demo for it on my pc like years and years ago and uh i do have fond memories of like sneaking around this rich mansion or whatever and finding the target and doing all that stuff so there's a part there's always a part of me that's like hitman i don't know i kind of like hitman or i I like that demo i really like that demo um but here i was at fozzy's house playing the the tutorial for the new hitman and I fell in love. I was like, "Oh my god, this is a stealth game. This is a game about really appreciating the design, rep- appreciating the thought that went t- went into all the AI, how they react to your to your behavior, how they react to your costume, how they react to what you've done recently, to like maybe cause- bring some attention to yourself or not." Um, there's all these different paths you can take or like how you can get close to your target or find out more information and so like and 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 the fact that this is episodic like it's this was so perfectly built for the episodic release schedule because you're meant to play the same level again again and again and again and again and again to like really take in everything that they've built everything that's possible within that space and then experiment and i'm i'm head over heels in love with hitman i think hitman's fucking excellent Mm -hmm. um i've i've played hours and hours and hours of this game and i've only played the first two levels like the first two levels over and over and over again i'm trying to 100 percent them and they're extremely challenging uh like some of the challenges in there are like do do something that's next to impossible. Like figure out how the to silent it assassin and ones are really so difficult because cool. those are the ones the suit only shit. So you
1: can't yeah. disguise. Oh, you can't yeah. wear disguises. You have to just rely on just like maneuvering.
0: Well, and on top of that, silent assassin means that you killed your target without anybody noticing and hid the body without anybody yep. noticing. So it's like a perfect run. And so, and on top of that, like you said, is the silent assassin without changing costumes. So you snuck in to where you needed to get without being in a disguise, which is so hard. And I, I did it. I did it without any FAQs or anything on the first level, and that was one of the most satisfying fucking things. I tweeted at Fozzie. I'm like, I did it, hundred percent. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> silent assassin, no costumes. I was so fucking stoked. So. This game kind of reminds me, parts of it at least, some of the challenges remind me of, uh, or they're giving me the same sense of gratification that I got when I ran through uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater on on subsistence. No. Or, what's it called? On, no, no, on a European ah. extreme. Ah. Because, yeah, a lot of these challenges are if you if you fuck up at all, if anybody even notices you, you well, to fail to Well 'cause it blows your you know, cover so it's completely. Yeah. So it, it turns the entire level and the way you go about it and your timing and all of it. It turns all of that into a puzzle. It's a huge pass fail puzzle and the stakes are so fucking high moment to moment. But the thing is is that it's since it's all in this one level, it's not like you know, you're playing through a huge campaign or anything. You it's all in this one level. It's bite size enough that you can put that kind of investment in there and it's not the end of the world if you fail. You just load up an old save, you know and, and also you can save at any moment and it, it that's oh my God, there's so so th- this is a quality of life feature. This is something that's like really user friendly and makes it like it, it's still difficult, but this makes it a little less painful. Um, being able to save, and then kill a target a certain way to achieve a certain challenge. It'll be like, oh, challenge, you know, complete. And then you just load up that save again and kill them a different way. So you can achieve a different challenge without having to go through the whole fucking thing to get to that <laughs> room again. You yeah. I mean? uh, yeah, so like the fact that your save files aren't like, like there's almost like a, a different save state going on that's being tracked outside of all your saves and loads right so like if you if you load up a super old save you're not gonna have it's not gonna say that oh all these challenges aren't done yet like it's not tied to that it's it's separate it's got an overarching save file that's going on and uh god it's so good man it's so good so rewarding so well designed i'm in love with this fucking game. I, Hitman, buy it. Everybody yes. should buy it. Yes, I really need so, to
1: it. So you said it's a puzzle. Yeah. That's actually the exact words I used for it back when I bought it in March on uh, on the podcast yeah. when I said it's a murder puzzle. Yeah. It, mo- like, more yeah. than anything, it's, it's a one big Rubik's Cube to solve.
0: Well, and it, it's those challenges, the different ways to kill everybody, you need to discover... How that's possible? Which is, I, that's why you I love like like the
1: opportunity system. Actually,
0: yeah. Well, yeah. So the opportunity will lead you to certain things, and you'll it'll you'll you'll get to go through little uh, narrative paths that they've built. Yeah, it you. starts off a little so string. I'll, I'll
1: it leaves little strings for you to. Oh, I can do this. Well, maybe I can. I can dress as a chef and bring their meal to them and put some poison. Yeah.
0: Exactly, and and those are great ways to like when you when you're just coming into a level and you don't really know what the hell to expect just turning on one of those and just tracking it all the way through will teach you about different events it'll teach you about different characters and who how they relate to whatever your costume is and and what access you what 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 areas you have access to in certain costumes and then you'll also while you're doing that you'll notice different objects and items around you that may be useful later on um, it's just it's really dense there's a lot of shit to take in in each level and it's it's great it's so well designed so well done I, I can't believe this is the Kanan Lynch team <laughs> right <laughs> Like, well they've been making yeah. good like all the Hitman
1: games I've been a fan of
0: but wasn't Absolution like an embarrassment uh, or did Absolution you like- was
1: okay uh, it had some things I liked and some things I didn't like Mm-hmm. um yeah overall it's it probably the weakest entry if you ask me but i wouldn't say it was
0: awful mm-hmm. yeah but uh yeah i mean that's all i have to say about hitman it's it's excellent i'm looking forward. i can't to, believe you're still um, only on paris
1: I like yeah. i think you'll fucking love yeah. i think you'll <laughs> fall in love with morocco
0: yeah that's I looked on Metacritic and each one of the chapters, each one of the levels has its own review score. Yes. And Morocco has the high, has the highest score. So I'm really looking Morocco forward to is but. really fun. I think
1: I've spent more time on Morocco than the rest of them. Uh, the next one mm-hmm. for you though,
0: Sapienza is really good as well. Good. Good. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like I know Paris so fucking well at this point, because I've got almost every single challenge done. And then there's also the, uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like they give you different targets. The elusive targets, or the ex- escalation. Yes, escalation, escalation, escalation. Yeah. So I did one of the escalations, and that got really difficult. Yeah, that's fun. Super but uh But the elusive target yeah. is over the weekend,
1: and it's, oh, you have one chance to go for him.
0: That's right. I haven't tried an elusive target yet. So one chance is the, the if stakes you fuck would never it up, be higher. It's done. You can't reload it. <laughs> right. Right. So I'm waiting to do that. But, but yeah, everybody should check out Hitman. Gabe, buy Hitman. So <laughs> Dylan, good. let's oh, share games Hitman. on Steam. Oh yeah, I need to do that again.
1: Uh, since I got a new computer.
0: <laughs> I uh, I texted when Rachel was in uh, Disneyland. She's like, what are you doing tonight? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I wanted to text people. her, I'm playing Hitman. Yeah, I, I wanted to say, I'm playing Hitman, but it... It auto-corrected and then I sent it (laughs) and said I'm playing hot man. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) And so I I call it hot man. Funny thing, Harris did the
1: same thing and I was like, I'm drowning a guy in the toilet. And he was and he was like, What? I'm like, I just drowned a guy in the toilet. I don't think he knew what I was talking about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Gabe. Tell me about a world. A virtual world. <laughs> well, uh well, I finally have,
2: have got you seen I it? finally got to see the virtual world of the Vive um over the weekend at Fozzie's place at his housewarming party. Holy shit, that also just reminded me we haven't had a podcast since PAX. <laughs> so we never actually talked about what we did at PAX. <laughs> but it's a little late uh oh, yeah. to do that in this podcast. Uh-oh. Um but we can have Maybe we can just do something else later for that. That should be a... Oh, I have a video coming thing. out. Don't worry oh, about okay. it. All right. Um, so we or I, Javi's done uh, the Vive before, but I hadn't like used the motion controllers and everything. And I don't even know what game I played. It was like some just like space blaster thing. Do you know the name of it, Javi?
0: I don't know um, the name, but I know what you're talking
2: it's like, about. It's like laser guns and stuff. Uh, I've seen it like on a few giant bomb streams and like VR showings uh, elsewhere too. So uh, maybe I feel like it's just like a demo experience. Maybe even included with the vibe. Is that
0: the only thing you played? Yeah,
2: yeah, it's the only thing I played.
0: Oh, that's I didn't too get bad. to do
2: Rec Room. I need to do Rec Room so bad. Um,
0: yeah, that paintball game is weird. Uh, and like playing paintball with people. Sorry. Go ahead. And
2: just like having like uh, your like full body motion track to like it's like relatively like small tracking. It's just like your position in the room, but like in a game. Uh, where like you'd normally just be like stationary shooting it, like little space invader dudes being able to like step to the sides of the bullets, um, because it goes into like little slow mo whenever you get hit or about to or about to get hit and like dodging and like watching them go by, like all like the re- like reaction of the like game um like motion is all like pretty much one to one. Maybe there was a little bit of like delay, but I didn't notice it. Um and i don't know just the motion controls with the vibe felt like really good uh in just this one game fuck why didn't i play rec room i want to play rec room so goddamn bad next time i have Fozzies. that's the first thing i'm doing um b- you should but so tell me about this paintball game
0: so i believe it's part of rec room like rec room has a or maybe it's not rec room is rec room the uh valve one
2: uh no i don't think so
0: Cause I, I know there's a valve
2: maybe it sorry, is sorry
0: valve. yeah maybe not i don't know anyways but there's this uh paintball game that's a mini game part of this big i think it is rec room but uh um yeah you're actually it's it's a multiplayer shooter and like there's capture the flag and there's just death match and you uh you shoot a little ball to tele teleport yourself across the map right uh, but the thing is, like, you can, like, duck. Like, like you were saying, you can duck and dodge and mm-hmm. stuff. But, like, that game really emphasizes or it, it made me realize how in the world I actually am. Because, like, I could be in front of, like, a bunch of pallets, right, or a bunch of crates, like, waist high. And I actually have to get onto my knees or on my knee. To be low enough to not get shot. And then I can literally peek. Just, you know, peek above the little crate. Or or not even peek. Just stick my hand up. Stick my hand up and just aim. Just blind fire. I can do that. I can shoot the motherfuckers from there, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, all this really cool stuff that immerses you in that 3D space. It's creepy. Like, you start to... Once the lines start to blur, you're like, oh my god. Like, I'm actually in this space, you know, for all intents and purposes. Yeah, it's so,
2: like that super That cool. was something that happened to me um, at PAX, actually, that did the, like, wizard dueling VR demo for uh, Oculus with, like, the touch controllers, and uh-huh. so when you first, like, put the headset on there, you're still in, like, a menu, and, like, I looked down and didn't see hands, and, like, my stomach died. <laughs> like, that was <laughs> such, like, a weird feeling, and then once, like, the controller was, like, loaded in, once we got into the game, it, like, all felt normal again, but, like, it's it's crazy how fragile VR seems to be, <laughs> or not necessarily seems to be, mm-hmm. but just, like, is with, like, people with motion sickness. Like, I'm lucky not to have that, but just, like, anything being wrong just, like, throws it all off. And yeah, for me, like, I haven't played Rec Room yet, but, like, seeing and reading everything about it, it it's nice to have or to see something that like in vr that is like grabbing people finally because it's been it's been a while since vr like started and you know you can't like fully judge it yet but it's just been like experiences and then you look at like the playstation vr lineup and it's like also just these little like demos and experiences and yeah to have something i don't know that feels more tangible um to like a full Game or not necessarily think, like a full game, I but just like that, not a demo, is awesome.
0: Well, I I still think Rec Room and all that shit is just demos. Mm-hmm. Like a bunch of they're all a bunch of it's it's Wii Sports. You know, Wii Sports is not a game; it's a bunch of demos, um, and uh, like they're good. They're 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 great examples of what this hardware is capable of. But much like the Wii, we need we need a real piece of software like a real game to like le- use all that shit in a in a compelling way for long enough you know to be like a full mm-hmm. killer app um i think that like you say psvr has mostly the same demo stuff but i i don't know like even batman vr i think batman vr it it's gonna be bite-sized but from what i've herd and all that like yeah it's got some gimmicks stuff like throwing the batarangs around and whatever but the even the the detective scene like where you're looking at robin or whatever and you're trying to figure out what happened there and you're using your hands and all this stuff like i don't know at least that's a licensed property it's got a huge budget behind it and it's gonna be a full fully realized experience it's not Hey, check it out! You can shoot paintball guns and you can duck around a little bit, but there's like there's no experience there, you know, or there's no like narrative or production value, you know what I mean? Like everything's very just slapped together, just to see if you can do it, instead of like a really polished experience. Like I don't, Resident Evil Seven obviously is a full full price game and it's going to be playable in VR. I I don't. I doubt it's going to use much of uh, the motion controls or anything like that. So it's probably just going to be a first-person video game that you can actually look around in, you know, which is going to be minimal uh, as far as utilizing the VR. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll use the move controllers, hopefully. But uh, but still, I, I think that a, a smaller experience like Batman VR or whatever, whatever else – or that uh, – there's that first-person shooter game that takes place on like Mars or whatever. Like that might be a full, a full game. Like from what I'm seeing from PSVR, is that there's actually games. There's real games. It's not just tech demos from indie studios. And so I'm looking forward to that. Um, unfortunately, I can't get my hands on a PSVR. They're all. Uh, oh, did you not get the pre-order? everywhere.
2: Nah. We getting one I'll, soon. I'll...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Might be spending time at the God House. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. uh, I I think that VR is interesting. I'm looking forward to a full experience, though.
2: Yeah, it'll be. uh, I I maybe like next year, like this time next year, you can like see what's going on with VR. It's like maybe maybe just like what E3 will have for like any. I don't know. I just. It feels like it's getting closer and closer to like the time frame of well, VR didn't catch on, and I don't see many like full games there because it's just such like a install like threshold to cross. Install base issue. And like the coolest shit I saw, like I see that I haven't like done, but like that um that like werewolf game at PAX where it's essentially. It's kind of like Secret Hitler, one of those types of, like, deception games, but everybody's in a room with, like, a VR headset, and it's, like, that would be great, but if there's no online, like, the setup of that is, like, that's never gonna happen. How many how many times are you gonna be in a room with four VR headsets that's not, like, a demo stage? <laughs>
0: Oh, so this ha- this requires you to be local?
2: Um, I think so, or maybe that's like Star Trek that required local. Because, but I, like even so, like, like this, like for multiplayer on VR, like that's such a barrier to crossover. Like it's,
0: it's not though. It's not though. Like like a uh, rec room. If that's taught me anything
2: from that pinball
0: game, even before you go into that pinball game when you're in the uh, lobby, mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of people that I happen that's to have true. Yeah. vibes. And they're all there talking to each other, and just chilling out. It's it's what you thought PlayStation Home could be, except for you're there, you know. Um, I I went up to the top floor of this VR space, and I start. There's like a, a ping pong table with some flip cups or with some uh, red party cups, and I was like flipping them over and stuff. I was just fucking around with the physics and the controller to see what I could do, and then I see this random other person that was in the lobby. He's like, hey you want to play ping pong? (laughs) I'm like, okay. And so I grab a paddle. He grabs a paddle and I see him at the other end of the table like, you know, psyching himself out like seeing how the ball moves when he moves it with his other Mm -hmm. hand and he lets it go and he slaps it over to my side and we're both just improvising. He's on the other side of the world for all I know. He's in a, but he's using his HTC Vive the same way I am and here we are playing ping pong with just physics, you know, with our controllers, and I'm I hit the ball back to his side. He hits the ball back to me. I hit it, and it's like this is working. <laughs> we're in a we're in a world together. That's fucking incredible. So I get it. Like it needs support. It needs, and it needs an install base to justify the support. But man, are we on the precipice of something that could be incredible like if if somebody comes up with a concept that utilizes that like that idea you could be put in a physical space with other human beings so what do you do with it playstation you know, home's like, coming back baby <laughs> i don't know man like something as simple as that is just naturally it wasn't like a setup thing it's just there's all these toys to play with and there's physics in this world and me and this guy just randomly like, let's try playing ping pong, alright. And we just <laughs> start hitting the ball back and forth. And there's such there's not enough latency to fuck it up, mm. you know? We're, and
2: I mean I'm giving VR or I'm giving VR shit for like not having like the I don't know, like full like a quote like full game or whatever, but like maybe maybe it does just like kinda sit at Wii sports value for a while, but still like I played the fuck out of Wii tennis. And this yeah. is like the 20... This is Wii Tennis 10 years later. Yeah, and yeah, definitely. And, like, maybe that is enough for a while. And, you know.
0: Well, the difference is that Wii Tennis costs, like, $200. And this and costs... And your grandma like, bought it.
2: And this costs, like, 850 <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah. And no grandma's gonna buy no. it. No. No way. No. So, it's a different landscape, but... There's so much potential. Like, there's no... There's no way we can let this just die. It won't die. No way. But yeah. Right. Anyways, anything else we want to talk about? No. Um, I mean there's
2: been there's been any number of news articles and items since we last recorded, but it's I don't think we haven't like discussed any of them before this, so.
0: Fuck news. Okay. <laughs> Alright, Gabe, tell us where to find us. Oh boy. Tell us where to find us. <laughs>
2: Uh, well, yeah, do that. you can follow us on Twitter at Game Over Nation and Facebook, uh Facebook.com slash Game Nation. You can just go to the basic site, or not basic site, but just the main site, the fucking complicated as mm-hmm. shit site, uh, GameOverNation.com. You can follow us all individually at RabbitWombat9 for me at Hobby, obviously for Hobby, or yeah, obviously with a zero for the O, right? Yep. Yeah. Um yep. I keep thinking it's Hobby Gone still, but no, obviously. Uh Dylan doesn't want you to follow him years. on Twitter.
1: Yeah, you can follow him if you want. Don't you follow Dylan if you
2: want. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, he's Dookie Storm. Is that regular spelling or do you have O's in there? I don't
1: have O's. I'm the only one with that. What the fuck?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Except someone took it on Xbox Live, so I had to name myself Dookie Train.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Beautiful. Uh and then Ryan is airstrike rhino. But he ain't here. So he don't matter.
0: That's going to do it for episode 233. Thank you guys for listening. We will catch you guys next week. Goodbye.
2: Bye.